All right, we are starting our spiritual gifts series. Sarah came to me about a, two weeks ago and said, oh, let's do this. I'm like, okay, I've never really taught on this besides skimming through it quickly. You know, okay, these are the spiritual gifts that, you know, we have. Everybody knows the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody loves the fruit of the Spirit. But here's the thing. <laughs> you got to have the Spirit in order to have the fruit of the Spirit. In order to have fruit, you have to have to sow something. There has to be a seed for something. So, 1 Corinthians 12. All right, 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. I'm going to read out of the, I don't even know what my Bible is anymore. ESV, there we go. For just as one body is one and has many members, and all the, member of the members of the body, through, though many, are one body, so it, it is with Christ. For in one spirit we all have been baptized into one body. Jews, Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink in one spirit. The body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong. That's a little weird. Think about it. Our body, we're all one. If we say, if, Sierra, can I use you? I'm going to use Sierra. Come here for a second. Okay. So, Sierra runs. We saw her running yesterday on Facebook. It was in the middle of the night. But if Sierra is trying to run, she had an ankle injury, what, a year ago? Two years ago? My foot broke two years Two years ago. She, how quick were you out of that? You know, five weeks, six weeks, and you were back yeah. doing yeah. pretty much whatever she wanted to. So but she runs. She got a scholarship to Cornerstone, which is awesome. Um, if her foot's not working, the rest of her body is not going to be moving down the track. So when the ankle's not working or we haven't got a foot, doing this doesn't really keep up. So Paul's saying we need the rest of the body to help us. We need the rest of the body. You can sit down, sorry. We need the rest of the body and the ankle and the knees and every joint to help us move. So we'll get back to this in just a second, but we need certain things in the body to help the body grow, to help the body move. And this is what the, the gifts of the Spirit are. Everybody loves the fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, you know. Everybody wants to have love, but there, there's, there has to be power in, in love in order for love to be, to be working because otherwise it's just like, well, I'm just going to float around like a hippie the rest of my life. Um, no. If you're a hippie, I love you. All right. So 1 Corinthians 1, or excuse me, 12, 1. Now Paul, and Paul talks about this and he's saying, okay, this is what's going to help the body. I'm, I'm moving forward and then moving back to tell you what we need to help the body. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want to, you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray by mute idols, however you were, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can ever say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. And there are a variety of gifts, but the sin but the same Spirit. And these are varieties of service, but the same Lord, the varieties of activities, but the same God, who empowers them all to, in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one given, given is the gift of utterance, or wisdom, a word of wisdom. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified here. It'll break it down a little bit better. He says, therefore, find my verse here. 
variety of spiritual gifts, but in the same spirit who grants them and empowers believers. They are distinctive varieties of ministries and service, but in the same Lord who is served. And there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish these things. But it is the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. But to each is given a manifestation of the Spirit, of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Holy Spirit the power to speak the message of wisdom, a word of wisdom. To another the power to express a word of knowledge and the, understand, and the understanding according to the same Spirit. To another it is faith, the working of faith by the same Holy Spirit. And to another is the gift of healing. And to another is the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. And to another, discernment of spirits. The ability to distinguish good, sound, and godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions. To another, various kinds of unknown tongues. And to the other, interpretation of tongues. All these gifts, the achievements, the abilities, and the empowering are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit distributing to each individually as he chooses. Okay, so I believe everybody in this room is born with a certain spiritual gift. It's our, it is our um, job to identify it, grow in it, and be able to operate in it. But I also believe that the Holy Spirit gives us gifts, it says, as he chooses. So I kind of thought of it this way. I'm thinking, okay, you're walking through life and you need something, one of these gifts at a certain moment when you're dealing with something and the Holy Spirit's sitting there with all of these nine different, and he's like, okay, boom, now you got one. I'm kind of thinking it like you ever played a war and you're playing with the cards and you're laying them down. He's just like, okay, you need a word of wisdom. Boom, you got it right now. Or you need the gift of faith. You're going through something or somebody else is going through it, slaps it down and you have it. There's moments in your life where you will look back after we go through the series and be like, oh my gosh, that was a, a word of wisdom or that was the discernment of spirits in my life and God gave me that for a certain moment in a certain time and it allowed you to operate in that. There's been times where I've given a word of wisdom and I'm just like, that was good. I'm like, oh, that definitely wasn't me. And then after that, I'm like, so it said something really stupid. So I was like, yeah, that, that, that was God working in me and that was me being stupid, you know, my, my own flesh after that. So God works in different ways and he gives us to each person that, those words. So we're gonna go over a couple today. We're going to go over a word of wisdom and, well, I'll get to the other one in a minute. I'll tell you about it. So Paul is inspired by the Holy Spirit. He lists all these nine gifts and he wants these gifts to be operational because Paul is operating in those. As an apostle, he's going to these different churches. If he's writing about these, Paul is operating in these on a regular basis for the church because he has to meet the needs of the church because he is helping plant this church. So he's operating in these gifts, but he, he divides them into three different gifts. There's revelation gifts, which include a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. There's vocal gifts, which are tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. And then there's the power gifts, which are faith, healing, and working of miracles. So every believer is promised to have one of these gifts. So that means you're like, well, I don't think I have one of these. It's a promise to you. If you are born again, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and Christ lives in your heart, you are given one of these gifts. You may not know what it is. I may not know what it is, but... Again, we have to identify it. Our job as leaders is to help identify gifts in you, talents in you, things that have, the Holy Spirit has put in your life and help you grow in those. So you may have a gift of prophecy. You may have a gift of wisdom. You may have the gift of interpretation of tongues, but you may not know it. Um, Wayne and I were talking about one time when he was sitting in a service and he, he's speaking in tongues and the person next to him is like, 
heard exactly what he's saying and, and reached over to Darlene and said, hey, tell him to stop talking about me. Wayne had no idea what he was doing, but that, that, that person heard the interpretation of the tongues in there in English so they could understand that. So God gives people gifts and they don't even realize it until, until you know, years later. And they're like, oh, now I remember back when he was praying like that. And that's what this gift was. I just heard it because I wasn't sure. The Holy Spirit gave that gift or allowed that person to hear that at that moment. So every believer is promised an empowered life. We, we have the ability to live a powerful life or, uh, or an, a, a weak life. And it's our choice to either allow God and the Holy Spirit to empower us to live life or we can just take life as it comes. So Paul lift, listed these gifts by the Holy Spirit to let us recognize what they were. I, I believe that some of them are easily recognized and some of them aren't because Paul listed those by the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit so we could identify things. And I believe there's a lot of different gifts that we don't even realize are there yet. But these are the gifts that God has given and listed to say, hey, these are, desire these gifts, desire these greater gifts in our lives. So vocal gifts, power gifts, and revelation gifts. We're going to talk about word of wisdom. Word of wisdom is a lot of people think, okay, wisdom. We, we talk about Solomon. We talk about how he was the wisest man ever. In a lot of areas, he was super wise. In a lot of areas, he was super dumb. I'm just saying. And uh, you, if you read anything about Solomon's life, you're like, man, he was really wise. And then he was just really, really stupid in a lot of areas. But think about this. God asked Solomon, you can have anything. You can have wealth. You can have riches. You can have all the emperor, uh, empires of the world. And he said, I want wisdom. He desired wisdom. That's, that's, that takes a lot of wisdom to desire wisdom too. He knew, he, Solomon had enough wisdom to realize that he needed more wisdom in his life and he could have gotten anything he wanted. He could have been probably ruler over the entire world if he really wanted to, but he knew that he needed wisdom to run and to operate and do what God had asked him to do. Think about this. This is the guy that built the temple. This is the guy that led the charge to build the temple. His father couldn't build it because God said, I, I need a man of peace, not of war, to build my temple. So David prepared the way for it, but Solomon, uh, the plans, everything was done so Solomon could take care of it. So a word of wisdom. It's an application of knowledge uh, that God gives you at that moment. So you ever been in a situation and you're like you're talking with people, and you're like, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. And then just something boom, instantly you're like, this is what we need to do. Anybody been there? And it's the right, it's the right answer and the right piece of word for that moment to be able to do something. You know, like, what are we going to do with this finances? What are we going to do with this? And all of a sudden, boom, God just gives you that moment where it's like, this is what we need to do. This is how we need to do it. It may sound crazy, but it's the right word for that moment. And it is that word of wisdom coming to you by the Holy Spirit get, sending it to you at that moment. After that, you may have no good answers or anything after that, but it is the Holy Spirit saying, that moment, this is what I'm going to give you because you're able to receive that. We experience a word of wisdom when the Holy Spirit gives us a supernatural wisdom or understanding through his word in certain situations. There's going to be times where it could be in the business world. It could be in, a, in the family. It could be in the church world. It could be anything, but the Holy Spirit is looking for that moment to be able to give you that word of wisdom so you can apply it in an area that will cause glory to come to God in his kingdom. 
When Jesus was faced with temptation in the wilderness, he ignored what Satan attempted to offer and responded by quoting the word of God and said, get away from me, Satan. He's like, okay, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. I'll give you everything. And he says, get behind me, Satan. Not in those phrases, but he says, no, man shall not live on bread alone. It's like, back up, get away from me. I don't need all the kingdoms. I don't need all this. I need what the word of God says. He ignored Satan and attempted to respond by quoting the word of God. And on the other hand, Eve, when Satan came to her, she's like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll just go with that. She was, Jesus knew and had wisdom on what the devil was doing. Eve was naive and was easily tempted and deceived by the lies of Satan. Jesus, when, when Satan was tempting him, that wisdom came to him from the Holy Spirit. And he said, no, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's a huge phrase if you really think about that. How, do, how does the devil rebuttal that? He doesn't. He can't rebuttal that. After he's, uh, he's basically given him everything, he's saying, oh, you know, turn these stones into bread. I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. And he's like, you know what? No, it's not going to work. So a word of wisdom. You can use a word of wisdom to defeat the purposes of the enemy. It's designed... Every spiritual gift is designed to defeat the purposes of the enemy. It's designed to let the kingdom of God expand in the area that you have influence in the area or the situation that you're in. At times it can mean a difference between life and death. It can mean a word of wisdom is essential for operations and things. It can, it can be almost anything, but you have to be able to be receptive to the Holy Spirit to allow him to work in your life. I've stepped on that like three times now. It's important to seek this gift because we all need wisdom. How many of you guys want wisdom in your life? To be able to recognize situations, uh, be able to figure out the situations you're in and be able to operate in where God has you. I mean, there's, there's times that at work, it's like, man, I, I use some wisdom on this. It's like, okay, what do I choose? Do I choose this? Do I choose that? It's like, God, what do you want me to choose? The moment you say, God, what do you want me to choose? You're opening yourself up for him to say, here, here's some wisdom for that situation. You guys ever been in a situation and you're like, um, I don't know what to choose. We're just going to choose this one and we're just going to go with whatever it is. You got two choices and you're just like, yeah, we'll just go with this one. We'll see what works out. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm like, no, I'm not going to just go blindly into not knowing what this decision is going to lead. So it's like, okay, man, I, I was sitting at work a couple of days ago and, and I'm looking at all these different things that I had to do or I had a choice to, to pick up some things and I'm like, okay, what do I do? I said, I want those two. And... I'm like, okay, that, that's wisdom right there because it helped financially. It helped a lot of different things for the business to grow and not be put back in it. So I'm like, okay, I'll take that and that and not these two because it was timely. It was uh, a timing situation. It was a financial situation and it made it, the business be able to grow and prosper in those areas. So what we need to do is we need to ask God to saturate our life with wisdom you know, you don't just go into big decisions just, well, yeah, we'll just, we'll just do whatever. And if we can do it, we can do it. If we can't, we can't. You know, God wants us to use wisdom and apply wisdom in every area of our life, in our finances, in our marriage, in, our, in raising our kids. He wants, us to, he wants to give us that, that wisdom. He wants to give us those words of wisdom over our life when we're talking with people, when we're counseling people, when we're on the phone with people, when we're meeting people in 
the store and somebody is just randomly talks to you and you have something to give them, you have a word of wisdom to, to give them. God is looking for those situations. He's looking for us to be open to that, to be able to give us those words of wisdom, to be able to speak over people's life. You know, Jesus was, was faced with temptation. He gave the devil a whole lot of wisdom right from the word of God. What's really cool about a word of wisdom is this, is it helps illuminate people's understanding. It helps, uh, takes the blinders off in certain situations to re- reveal how good God is and what he is doing. A word of wisdom is a tiny portion of, of God's total supernatural wisdom imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. Think about it. A word of wisdom is literally the Holy Spirit taking a sliver of God's wisdom and dropping it on us at that moment, at that time, for that place, in that certain situation, and allowing us to speak heaven into that area. Sometimes it doesn't sound like heaven, but a word of wisdom from God is a little slice of heaven going into that situation. You may be in a place that is just no, uh, does not like God, does not want God, but God is giving you those moments of wisdom and dropping those into your life so you can bring heaven into areas that don't want God in him. See, what's great about God and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit isn't seen, so he sneaks his way, way into all these different situations. He, he allows you to bring him into these situations so he can drop words of wisdom into people's lives without them realizing that this is God. We don't even have to say, oh, God, God gave me a word. You, all you have to say is, you know what, man, I just feel like this is the right way to go, or I feel like this is the what you, the right place for your life, or this is the right situation for you. God allows us to do that because he, he takes a little bit of his wisdom and drops it on us. I, that's, that's awesome in my, in my mind because how wise is he? Solomon's the wisest man ever, but God gave him wisdom. How, how big of a sliver of his wisdom did he give Solomon to be able to instantly give the word of what needed to be done? But the cool thing is, is when he gives us that wisdom. It, it's only going to operate when the Holy Spirit is working, is, is allowed to work in our life. We can try to give words of wisdom, but if the Holy Spirit isn't active in, in giving us that, it's just going to be our own experiences. Because usually a word of wisdom is something that we haven't ever experienced before. It's just something that God gives us, boom, okay, you have a word of wisdom for that moment and that time. You may have never dealt with that situation, but he gives you a word of wisdom in a lot of areas that you've never dealt with. And you're like, oh, Wow, I never, yeah, I'm not familiar with that, but that's what I think it needs to be done. And they're like, yeah, that's it. That's what we needed to hear. So the word of wisdom is, is key for bringing life into places that need hope. A word of wisdom can bring hope to people that have no hope. You go to somebody and you're talking to somebody and they're, they're talking about their life and, and they don't know what's going on. They don't know God. They don't have a relationship with him. And if you can go to him, go to that person and say, man, I feel like man, this is just the right area. And they're like, how did you know that? Then you have a door open to bring that. These spiritual gifts are for the church, but they're also for the world. These, these gifts are to bring the world closer to Jesus. Because if you give a word of wisdom to somebody who hates God, and they're like, how did you know that? How, how do you know this is the, what, what needs to be done for this situation? This is what I, I needed to hear for my life. And you're like, oh, well, I, I know this guy. He gives me a lot of good information. And you can introduce them to Jesus. So the word of wisdom 
is something that we need to operate in. We need to, the church needs to operate in. Not everybody's going to operate in it all the time, but there's going to be, I believe that all these nine gifts, we can all operate in, in some point in our life. Whenever that Holy Spirit lays that card down on our life, boom, you get this today. Or you get this for that certain moment. And I know I'm, I'm not trying to underdo what the Holy Spirit does, but in my mind, he's just laying that wisdom card down. He's laying that faith card down. He's laying that, the, um, the interpretation of tongues card down on our lives. And at that moment, we're like, boom. I have it. I know what it is. So the next gift is this. It's faith. Faith is, we could talk about faith all year long and never talk about the same thing twice, probably. I'm just throwing it out there because there's so many aspects of faith that you could go on it forever. There's so many different uh, avenues of faith that we can go on, but God says, I want to give you a gift of faith. The gift of faith is different than just having faith. So he says, have faith. Jesus says to his disciples, and, and they're, they're talking about, they go by the, uh, this fig tree, and, and Jesus wants figs, and, he, and it doesn't have figs. And he says, you know what? You aren't bearing fruit in your t- when it was supposed to. So he curses the tree. Next day they come back, and the disciples are like, hey, <laughs> look, the tree you cursed actually worked, you know, because they're, they're dumb, you know. And they're, he, you know they, weren't, they were disciples for a reason. They weren't apostles when Jesus was there. They were disciples because they, they're... they're He's trying to get the stupid out of them to help them operate in the Holy Spirit. So he's like, and they're all like, I can just imagine, well, hey, look, Jesus, it actually worked. And they're, and they're talking to him and he's like, well, duh. He goes, have faith. He goes, if you have mustard seed, and mustard seed is the smallest seed on the face of this earth. Jesus says, have faith of a mustard seed. You can tell this mountain to go be cast into the sea. But what he says is this, and, and there's a couple different translations, however you want it, it says, have faith in God. But in some translations say have faith like God, but then some translations say have God's faith. Either one of those translations I'll, I'll agree with, I'm going to have faith like God or I'll have God's faith. So he's saying have faith like God, not your own mustard seed faith. He's saying if mustard seed, you have a mustard seed faith, you can move this mountain. So how big is God's faith if we, all we need is a mustard seed? So the gift of faith is God-given ability to believe Him for something that is impossible. You guys ever had an impossible situation? Or felt like it was impossible? Okay. Everybody, if you haven't raised your hands, you, got, you, know, you can raise your hands anyway. Um, in, your, in your head, you're raising your hand like, yeah, that was me. Um, so it's the ability to believe Him for something impossible. The gift of faith is the greatest of the power gifts. It's exceptional ability to trust God to work even when it doesn't look like no matter what happens, it will work. The gift of faith looks at challenging situations and says, ah, it's no problem. God will take care of that. Our, our faith, our, our connection with God needs to be this, is that the gift of faith should operate, we should have faith in our lives. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch back and forth into faith and the gift of faith, but our, our lives as sons and daughters of Christ should be to know that our Father has given us faith. He's given us a, a measure of faith. And sometimes we use that measure up and we need to rebuild that, that faith back up. Sometimes we use all our faith up in one day and we're like, oh, Lord, thank you, I made it through that day. And the next morning, we, that faith is, 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 we need to build that faith back up. But God gives us faith. He wants us to have faith because he's saying, that's how you access me. That's how you know I'm real. 
We had to have faith for salvation, to believe that Jesus Christ, who we never saw, never met, never even were close to being around his, his time, we believe that he died, was born, died on the cross, and was buried, went to hell, grabbed the keys, came back, and ascended to his Father. That takes a lot of faith, I'm just saying. To believe that some guy that you've never met has done that. So that means in every person, whether they are born again or not, there's a measure of faith in them because it takes a measure of faith to even believe that. We're created in the image of God, so that means faith is inside of us. Faith is inside of us because if you tell an unbeliever that, hey, my friend Jesus can heal you if I lay hands on you right now and they get healed, there's something already in them. It might be dormant at that moment, but there is a measure of faith in them to grow. And the moment they see Jesus released in their life, the moment they see the Holy Spirit released in their life, it's like, boom. It's like the water and the dormancy kicked off on that seed and all of a sudden, boom, that mustard seed-sized faith is like, whoa. I don't know who that was or what that was, but, but that God is real that you just talked about. So that gift of faith, though, is, is even greater than our, our everyday faith to believe that God is who He is and he's, He'll do what He says He's going to do. That gift of faith goes, okay, well, you know what? Um, I've, got to, uh, I've got my entire life just fell apart, but I know that God right now at this moment is going, to over, is going to see me through this. And no matter what the situation is, they can go and laugh through that situation. They can, when death creeps up in their faith, they're like, no, no, you know what? No, I know what my God says and that's not going to happen. So, sometimes in the Bible there's, there's a confusion of faith. There, there's three different types of faith. And there's the saving faith, which is Romans 5.14, uh, or excuse me, 5.1. It is the measure of faith given to every person. The fruit of faith, which is Galatians 5.22. It's an important part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of faith is w- within each of us. It is planted by the Holy Spirit. Fruit comes from a seed. Something is planted with, with the Holy Spirit. He plants those things in us. And then the gift of faith, 1 Corinthians 12, comes for a moment, for a season, or for a reason. The gift of faith is instantaneous. It's an insurance in God's ability in a specific situation. It does not deny the fact, but it changes it. The gift of faith does not deny a fact, does not deny the situation. You'll get people like, you know, oh, I ain't got a job, I'm homeless, but it's all good. I'm just running on faith. I don't know who I was listening to. Oh, I know who I was listening to, but I'm not going to say. Um, he was like, yeah, in America, when you say you're living on faith, that means you don't have a job and you're just waiting for other people to give you a handout. He goes, in other countries, when you're living on faith, that actually means you're living on faith. So, too many people get in that mode of faith. Well, God's just going to take care of it. And I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, I know God's going to take care of it. I'm just going to leave it in his hands and we're just going to, I'm just going to keep moving on through life. No, God says you need to be active in your faith. When you ask, you receive from God. So when you ask, he knows that you've asked him and then you have to receive from him. So people are like, well, I just keep asking God. God's like, you've told me this like 400 times. Please stop asking me. I've already got the answer for me. Start celebrating the answer so that you can receive the answer. I think as Christians, we spend so much time asking God instead of celebrating in the answer that God has already given us. That was good, I'm just saying. 
But so many times as Christians, we, just, we believe faith is denial and denial is not faith. We spend so much time denying the, well, you know, no, this is not happening, this is not happening. I had a guy one time tell me, and I'm like, your life is a mess. He's like, nope, just I'm, God's taking care of it all. I'm like, we've got to be active in it. We have to be active in our faith. We can't deny the fact we have to celebrate what changes it. So, the gift of faith. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. I believe the gift of faith will come at any moment. Even if your faith is weak at that moment, so I believe it will come. But I believe as we grow in our faith, that gift of faith grows in power. Because what happens is, is that gift works in us, has to work through us. And yes, we have faith, but I believe the Holy Spirit can, can drop a, a, an atom bomb of faith on us at that moment. But I believe it grows that when that gift of faith continues to, to be used in our life, it grows even more powerful and more powerful because our faith is now aligning with God's faith. So when the Holy Spirit drops that on us, boom, it is not just one powerful sliver. It is God's sliver of faith coming to us and it is our faith combining with it to explode into the area that we need to take on. Romans 12.3 says he's dealt with each one of us a measure of faith. He gives to us a measure of faith. So faith is this. It's knowing that when the gift of faith, when that gift of faith comes in, it could be any situation. You may not even ha- be that person that's a faith person. You may be that denial person. You're like, oh, just, if I just ignore it, it's going to go away. God can give you that moment of faith to drop into your lap and say, you know, this hopeless situation isn't hopeless. God has the answer for it. Or this healing that needs to, that this sickness that is on me, it, no, this is what God says about this sickness. And that faith can empower other people. What, what I think we use the gifts of the Holy Spirit for, we get selfish with, with our, our walk with God. The gift of the Holy Spirit is for me. The gift of faith is for me. Yes, it is for you, but it is also for other people. That gift of faith, we have faith. We, we walk with God. We talk with God. Those gifts are to show signs and wonders to bring the world to Christ. Those gifts are used in our life to help empower our lives, but those gifts are meant to be a outward sign of who God is. In, well, let me say it this way. It's taking a spiritual gift and bringing it into the natural realm so people can see who God is and how good He is and how much He cares about them. The gift of faith is so powerful that when the Holy Spirit drops it on you, he's like, you know what? You might be going through death right now and you're like, nope, this is not happening. In Jesus' name, this is not happening. That gift of faith may be dropping on you to go to somebody else and say, you know what? Man, God is just working right now. He's doing this in your life and he's going to take care of this. And that faith, what it does, it's contagious. It, it starts to get on them and they're like, yes, that's right. God does have a plan for me. He does have a, uh, a situation worked out in my life. Because people need hope. Faith is hope. Knowing that God is going to do what He's doing. You know, we, we're like, oh, I just hope things happen. God's like, have faith that it'll happen. Know that it's going to happen. Faith is knowing that it'll happen. Hope is just like, I hope I get good grades, but I didn't study. I didn't take those three tests last week, but I hope I get good grades. Faith is like, yeah, I did all my work, and I did all my homework, and I studied, and I'm going to do it, and I just believe God is going to work in me. 
I take horrible tests. I'm a, don't ask me to take tests. I'm just like, oh, I just kind of zigzag my way through the Scantron, like two, two down, three down, three back, three down, two across. And God's saying, you know what? When, when the situation comes, you don't just like, well, I hope this happens. You're like, man, God has given me this moment. I know what is going to happen happens. Faith is ta- being prepared for what God is going to do in your life. Not just hoping. Well, I hope God works this out in my life. Faith has to have an action involved in it. Faith is, is an action. It's not, a, it's not a, just a, a belief. It's, a, it's an action. It's a belief. It has to be combined with it. You can't just be like, well, you know, I have faith that God's going to work it out. Nope, that's hoping that it works out. Faith is saying, no, my God is working it out. My situation is changing. So when, that God, when God gives you that gift of faith over, somebody's, over your life or somebody else's life to speak into somebody's life about it, it's like, no, your situation is changed. Your situation isn't hopeless. God is working on your behalf. God is fighting on your behalf. He sees your problem and he's, he's taking care of it. It could be that moment where, man, I'm going through, I feel like I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, but you know what? I know that God is right there. He's working on me. There's moments in all of our lives we can look back and go, man, God gave me the gift of faith to go through the situation I was going through. Gave me faith to go through what I was going through and gave me the ability to to stand when it shouldn't have been able to stand. God's faith brought the whole universe into existence. Not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, my faith brought the universe into existence. So if his faith can bring the universe into existence, cannot his faith change your situation? If he can create the sun, the moon, and the stars, it says the earth was void and it was dark. That means the enemy was on it and then he said, let there be light. He created light to drive back the darkness. He used his faith to bring into existence well, what did he do? He said, he used his faith and he allowed the Holy Spirit to work. So what is the gift of wisdom? It is God's faith and him using the Holy Spirit in the same way to create that gift of faith in us. It is God's extreme faith, a sliver of his extreme faith working in our life at that moment. Jesus said to the disciples, it's a mountain moving thing. Faith is a mountain moving thing. So the gift of, of faith is even stronger than our regular faith. So it's not like, well, you know, let this tree be uprooted. He's like, you know, this mountain, go, get out of the way. Strongholds, gone immediately. If you look at Jeremiah, God used Jeremiah's words as a pattern and a destiny for for many generations of people who come for almost 3,000 years that he spoke over the nations. The, the gift of faith, it, it, a lot of times, has to be vocalized. It's not just something that we keep internally. The word of faith has to be something that is spoken to a person, an object, a, a situation that we're going through and saying, you know, no, strongholds are down right now in the name of Jesus. Because what happens is that gift of faith rises up and our level of understanding who God is rises up and we're like, you know what, no, these strongholds in my life, these, these 
traps the enemy has set up are gone right now. We speak to those situations. Faith is an action. We have to speak. We have to speak the rhema word of God over our life. We have to speak the spoken word of God to declare what God is doing in our life. So when the word of faith comes up, we start to declare the goodness of God and, and the power of God over the areas in our life that are struggling. The cool thing is, is when we have that word of faith, it's not us. It is us doing it on behalf of God. And how awesome is that, that we get to do things on God's behalf, that we get to go out to the world and give them a gift of wisdom, the gift of faith in our lives, and it's on behalf of God for the world. He's like, you know what, I I want to give faith. I want to give wisdom. And what you're going to do is you're going to go out and you're going to declare these things for people. You're going to show these things for people. Think about this. Joshua, he's sitting there and he's fighting. And he says, you know what? I need a couple more hours. I need a couple more hours of daylight. And he has this little conversation with God. And God's like, yeah, uh, we'll take care of that. And I believe that you'll, I think that's one of the first things you see in the Old Testament of the gift of faith coming in is Joshua says, sun stands still. And the sun literally stands still long enough for him to defeat the enemies uh, of his people and drive them off. And then the sun goes down. That is the gift of faith right there and him speaking out the gift of faith and saying, hey, God and I already had this conversation. I know this is going to happen. He's like, boom, I, I, right now I believe that faith came on him and he says, sun, stand still. He's like, he's talking with God. He's like, hey, I need, just need two more hours. Give me two more hours to do this to defeat the enemies of God. And God's like, okay. When God gives you the permission to tell the sun to stand still, you've got to have a lot of faith to believe that. You know, it's, during summer, we're like, sun, stand still. We want one more hour. And in the, in the winter, we're like, sun, we need like six more hours of sun. You're, you're, you're speaking to, you're trying to do the Joshua thing over, over the sun during the winter. Like, we need three more hours. Just give me three more hours of, of winter or of sun because I hate winter. And, uh, but he had so much faith that he literally told the sun to stand still. Because God gave him the ability at that moment to have that gift of faith to believe that that would happen. And I believe God gives us those gifts. God wants to do that to you. So at that moment, when you're dealing with something, you can say, stop. In Jesus' name, stop. Because I believe that this situation has changed. This situation is not going to go any farther in Jesus' name. Because we have the power to command those things. And when God drops that, with, that faith on you and says, you know what? You're going through a situation, but you need this right now. You instantly just like, nope, nope, this is going to stop right now in Jesus' name. Let's pray.